I never got written up when I worked there ever. But you were kind of a uh, you were kind of arrogant. I wasn't arrogant because arrogance uh, kind of presumes that you're a little bit above your station in what you know. I was I was a hundred percent confident. Yeah, but you were arrogant in the sense you were saying like I'm better than the other people around me. Well, it's. And it's not arrogance if it's true. It's just fact. It's still arrogance if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's that. It's that, still that's the thing but, about arrogance. It's it to trust me. I've the, learned. Shut up and sit down. Are you ready for this joke? I am. As you know, uh, I tried to tell jokes once and it really didn't work. And the harder I worked on the jokes, the worse they, <laughs> the worse they were. But uh, have you heard, have I told you this joke about the Nietzsche? Maybe, but do it again. Did I tell you this joke? I don't know. Um, all right. So <clears throat> I was, uh, tell me what you think of this. I was, I was getting super into Nietzsche recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I, he was completely blowing my mind. Like I was like so deep into Nietzsche and Nietzsche is all about will, right? Yeah. So everything is will, will to power. Everything in life comes down to your will. So I was like, it was nighttime. I was like reading this thing and, uh, I decided I'm going to get a tattoo. Like I'm finally going to get a tattoo. Never had a tattoo before. And I'm like, I'm going to get will on my neck. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it some more and I was like, okay, like I really need to balance Will with something because, you know, just Will on its own is a little too Nazi-ish. It's a little too intense. Like, so what's like a kind, gentle word about like enjoying the beautiful things in life <laughs> that isn't just Will? Okay. So I was thinking and I was thinking, I was like, how about Grace? So I was sitting there and I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get Will and Grace tattooed on my neck. Uh, that was a long way to go <laughs> for that. People like, when I tell that joke at dinner parties, people like do it. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think they're politely laughing as I was just doing. No. I thought when you were saying that you've been getting super into Nietzsche, that you were going to say, I'm just uber into Nietzsche. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. That's as terrible as the That's joke you just told. That's funny, thinking about me having Will and Grace on my neck and being like, oh, fuck. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a dated reference, number one. To, it's a 20-year-old TV show, and uh, it's just a long way to go for that. You're the first one who hasn't liked that joke. Everyone I've told that joke in non-comedy situations <laughs> loves it. Uh, dinner party humor. Nice. Yeah. It's what a long day of podcasting this has been. Although I guess for the average listener, it's not. It's a new one. Yeah. And this is our first non guest podcast. Yeah. How do you think the guests are going? Good. Good. I think. uh, Let's rank them. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know? Um, it's also different. I mean, we talk about such different shit all the time. So it's like, it's kind of, you know, sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes we talk about. It's a good mix. It's just finding the right balance and figuring out who works. We've had some really good guests that fit right in. What's your ranking? Well, I'm not going to get stuck in. I'll I'll say that 
my amongst my favorites, and there are many. I, I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed Evan. Oh yeah, Evan was good. That yeah. was a good one because we were just shouting at each other. Evan Evan is one of my favorites. Uh, although he never accepted my Facebook friend request. Yeah, that's which, very Evan. Which annoys me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's is that a power move? What is that? Evan is very like that. Yeah. He's very uh he he's very like that on purpose. Yeah. Uh I felt like Eric and Matteo both comported themselves well. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I think they've all been good. I don't think any of them stand out though in my mind as like we gotta have that man all the time. I, I liked having Rosie on, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I liked having Rosie there. I thought that we had a good combo because he, I, that was the first, that was the time I felt we weren't like agreeing. Like we were really like challenging each other, yeah. you know, and we didn't really come to a resolution. You right. know, it wasn't like one of us was like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you know? Yeah, and we teamed up. Yeah, and I them. thought he did a good job defending himself in his hey, own smart way. Guy. You know, yeah. Back. yeah, I don't you know, I Rosie is uh his Facebook was too much. It was too much for me to handle. I but don't know why that bothers you. I just scroll past like I do with everybody. It's because it's just so like I don't know. It's just so boring. So I Well, he's very upset. It. What do you want? About what? Just life? Uh, I guess I told you you two are dark mirrors of each other. Oh God, people keep yeah. saying that to me about the worst people, <laughs> like Jordan Parker. People are like, "Yeah, it's like you guys are like the same." It's like, no. Let's man, get please. let's get him on. I'm excited about. Why that are we guy. dark mirrors of each other? Me and Rosie. Uh, because uh, you know you, you're both come from the same sort of cultural background, but you've taken the approach to your problems in the completely opposite ways. Like he's gone with therapy and medication and you've gone with uh, the complete opposite of that. No therapy, no medication, just yeah. working it out on your in your own. That's yeah. why. Hmm. Yeah. That, I guess that's kind of true. Yeah. It's accurate. That's, that's an accurate. You statement. mean we come from the same cultural background and being Jewish? Uh, kind of like liberal, liberal Jew world, upper classy yeah. Jew. I would not call my upbringing upper class. Middle class? Yeah. He's probably the same. He's yeah. from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So, those, uh, you know, what's going to happen is that we've mentioned these people and then everybody we didn't talk about is going to uh, be sad. Yeah, oh, yeah. now I can read my uh, listener feedback to you. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. Okay. So, but this is probably the best place to do it. Um, we had a listener that Facebook messaged me about our Stranger Things episode, and he had a working theory that nobody had considered uh, about it. And it's very long and nerdy, so I may have to edit this, but let's... Um, here it is. It's from Jason K. in Virginia. Oh, hey, I, Jason. I didn't disagree with your Stranger Things analysis 100%, but I do think there was an interesting aspect that you didn't discuss to the kids' plot that was the plot intentionally paralleling the kids' Dungeons & Dragons sessions. In a and d session, you stay the same character throughout, but gain experience over the course of the session. The kids did that, defeating lesser enemies, like the trolls, the older bullies, gaining experience until they got to the Demigorgon at the end. They gained a member to their, their troop, a wizard, Eleven, and got magical items to help them, radios. The last episode made the intent eh, clear... That's a little bit of a stretch. The last episode made the intent clear when they wrap up their session with Will back and say, ah, it was too short. 
Uh, what do you mean it was 10 hours? What about the missing night, etc.? There are a couple of other parallels between the Dungeons & Dragons sessions mentioned and the action last time we split up, the Trolls Goddess, etc. I thought that was pretty clever and rewarded a closer viewing. And I think it addresses some of the criticism you levied about them not having an arc. They gained experience even if it wasn't like they became different characters. So, Dungeons & Dragons element that we left out. Which is true, they did... Uh, kind of parallel in their starting and end conversations. But it's not... I'll respond to Jason by saying, if you don't do that throughout the series and make that a clear point of reference, uh, you can't get away with saying it at the beginning and the end and going, you know, that's the only time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting point, but he kind of lost me with the radios. That's that. I don't think that was like the. If they had gotten actual magical items in some way, I'd be right. like, all right, you're right. But the radio, I don't think that's what the radios were. Yeah, I agree. They weren't magical. Yeah, there's radios. What, did they get any items? No. Okay. I love. I love that. And they very easily could have. You I'll, know, they very could. They could have got items. I'll, you know. I love that of all the things that we talked about, <laughs> that like got the most thoughtful response. Uh, it's an interesting theory, but I don't know if it holds up yeah. all the way. Uh, Jason is a lawyer, so you guys can really, you, know, oh. you guys can attorney it out. Uh, Why do you think so many people liked the picture I took of my bar card? That weirds me out. Well, I think people thought it was an accomplishment shot, I and think, people love accomplishments. I think people assume that you were kind of humble bragging that you know, even though most people I would assume know that you were admitted to the bar years ago that they thought that this was a signifier of some kind of accomplishment related to the bar. Right? Meaning what? That you either passed the bar or that you got some kind of uh, recognition attached to it. But why else would that many people like it? I don't know. Exactly. That's why it weirds me out. And that should be disturbing because that just means people don't have any... Idea. Knowledge of if they were thinking he just passed the bar yeah. <laughs> when that happened four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so fun to fuck with people on Facebook. It's like it's so silly. I'm gonna have to look at your pictures in the light that you've described them. This is just a parody. Oh, you gotta follow. So first of all, follow Spencer because okay. he's my like inspiration. All right, and then you'll kind of get. Uh, oh, I probably got gross. Ugh, there's been, like four people on here today. <laughs> They're not eating the microphone. Kissing um. it. Uh, so let's talk about my work experience, finally. We can finally... Finally we can. We can tell the story. I quit my job this week. Wow. Uh, and uh, it comes after a series of just very good luck or positive instances I've had. But I got an offer letter on Tuesday for my new job. And I... Uh, so where are you going to work now? I'm going to keep that on the DL okay. for now. All right. All right. And then all will be revealed at a later point. But I got the job off on a Tuesday. I took the following uh, Wednesday off sick. And then Thursday I quit. And I uh, also took the week after off as vacation. So how did the offer come through? They sent me a, a written offer letter via email. Uh, just out of the blue? Yep. Well, we had an, I'd interviewed it there a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. So but you'd with, had an interview. With yeah. a Thanksgiving break and everything, it had been kind of a, a gap in time. I see. So you weren't sure if you were going to get it. But yeah, I didn't know what my chances were. But this all came about, let me back way up and talk about my workplace. I work for a very, I worked, that's so nice to say that. I worked for a very dysfunctional kind of tech industry type company. 
with really bad upper management. And uh, it's funny that we're talking about this because my exit interview, they mentioned that they're going to be sad to hear about this on the podcast. <laughs> so if you're listening, here it is. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not revealing company secrets or anything. I'm really talking about the work, the work culture there. So initially, the com- all. But to be honest, Charles, how many corporate environments have you worked in? Um, quite a few. Why? Aren't they all fucked up and yes. dysfunctional? I mean, I've never worked in a corporate environment that I was like, oh, this works really well. I think some do, but they're just the hardest jobs to get. I think most businesses, especially in the U.S., are really hampered by. Uh, a way of uh, of managing people that doesn't make any sense. There's so much fat in the system. That's what I've noticed. It's like there's so much waste. Yeah. There's too many managers. Yeah. Uh, there's too much, and people associate too much with those titles. I've never done that. I've always, you know, my value is 100% reflected in what I get paid. So as long as I'm getting paid the amount that I think I deserve to be paid doing the work that I do with the experience that I have, that's my value. And if someone wants to call me director of whatever or manager of this, I could not give two shits. But unfortunately, that's not how everybody looks at it. So I worked at this company. It was founded in 2008. And the first few years I worked there, it was still under the auspices of the founder, who was not a business guy. You know, He didn't really know how to structure the business very well. So it was constantly in disarray. Shit wasn't working. Stuff was fucked up. The middle management was all young people that he had hired when he founded the company, and then he just became attached to these people, even though they were know-nothings. Yeah. They shit at their jobs. But you it's that loyalty system that happens with business, where it's like the people there at the beginning are going to be my guys, and I can trust them, even though it's time to move on. So the first half of my time working there, it was like that. It was just very in disarray constantly. Always, There's always shit-breaking problems and then an investment firm got involved and their management team descended upon us well that's yeah and welcome to america 2016. yeah and they you know they made some changes to kind of clean up stuff that was broken but in the process brought in uh the uh, the, the normal corporate bullshit that that is uh, afflicting everybody so just douchebag bosses like you know, failed athletes that, you know, needed to establish their dominance by being in charge of other people. It's the worst when people, the worst people are the people whose identity is completely wrapped up in their job position. Absolutely. And who have no ability to see outside of that. You know, I've always struggled with those people. Yeah. Because... I'm so not that. I mean, yeah, my identity comes a little bit from my job, but I'm the same as you. It's like if I'm doing stuff I like every day and I'm making money and nobody's fucking with me, you know, yeah. I'm happy. The happiest I've ever been was writing freelance shit. You know, like when I get a good article out there, it's a bunch of hits. That's the best. Yeah. Because it's just results-based. Yeah. Whereas so many people wrap their identities up in their little tiny bit of power they have at work because yes. they have no mission in life. They have no like goal to, of expression. You know, I right. mean, you and I are lucky in that sense that we have like something we want to say to the world, you know, that's not everybody has that. Yeah. A lot of people, every all that energy they have is tied up in like, 
I get to boss these three people. Oh yeah. Out, and you, you watch know? it like, happen. That's who I am. You see it happen yeah. with everybody. You see people that care intensely about work politics and they think about it after work and they talk about it after yeah. work. And yeah. it's their every waking moment is this this completely arbitrary structure of people that's only based on, you know, things that don't it's based on matter. me. It's based on fa- failing upwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what they, it literally, or, pe- or peer yeah. principling where you're good at this one task, right? You excel at the task. So the solution that every company institutes is, Oh, we'll promote them to be a manager, yeah. which is insanity. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. No, that's, be, no, that's failing upward, right? Or no, no, that's not failing upward. That's, that's something principle. else. Oh. You get promoted to the highest level of your incompetence. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So you get the, yeah. you're really and good at, once you're really bad at it, you stay. Yeah. yeah you're true. really good at making, you know, let's say that you make a, your company creates a product. You're really good at making this product. So the the natural thing to do is to try to figure out ways to increase this person's involvement with the making of the product. But instead what we do is we say, oh, we should have this person manage other people who make the product, which is not, you know, you don't, not it everybody knows no how sense. to manage. Yeah, not no, everybody's a good pe- manager by definition. Exactly. Some people are workhorses. Some people are show horses. And most people have no fucking clue how to manage people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. And it, and it turns into this thing where, especially in modern cor- corporate culture, you're supposed to treat your boss with this deference and respect that, you know, you don't want to, you don't say fuck you to your boss. But it's also like, you're not better than me because you're my boss. You just supervise my work. You direct my work. That's what a boss does. Yeah. But that's not how the development of the system works out. Yeah. So I don't function very well in these environments, but I'm, I'm good enough at my work that, you know, I can survive them. But I've always had authority problems. Yeah, um, me too. I've, I have this long history of upsetting uh, the, the administration of wherever I'm working. Yeah. I'm dating all the way back to summer camp. Yeah. You know. So, uh, it, there was a concerted effort at work that I heard about from my boss who left when they did his exit interview. One of the things they said was, we want Charles to buy in more here. And how do we make that happen? And he was just like, you're not, not gonna it ain't going to happen. Just leave him alone. Let him do his job. Yeah. That's, that's the best that you can get out of him. So there was always this, this thing there that they wanted me to, I don't know, to, to be less, uh, contrary. Have you whatever. ever gotten fired? No, I've never really? been fired. See, I've been fired many times. Yeah. For what? I handle it in a somewhat different way than you, I think, this anger. Yeah. I just start being reckless, ah. you know, and, and I give people a reason. Yeah, you can't do that. I, I always uh, get targeted. That's what I've noticed. I get targeted by somebody. Uh-huh. And there's somebody who decides this guy's got to go. Like, yeah. he's a fucking cancer. And to be fair, I, I don't think that, I think a large portion of that is my own doing. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm not saying like I'm a fucking victim here. I, I don't think that I really am. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, like most people don't do anything, you know, most people just show up and they... Don't piss anybody off. Right. <laughs> they go home. The work, you know radar. what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't, you know, if I'm going to be spending all day doing something, might as well bring the the passion with me. You know what I mean? Might as well try and get things done in a in an interesting way. You know, there's also, 
a mass, constant mass inertia towards mediocrity. You know, right. in, in all group environments, period. Yeah. There's mass, because what is it? Mediocrity is something bland. It's something that doesn't hurt anybody Yeah, that does the job, you know? So. It's the center. Yeah, it's the center. It's the center. And I don't, I'm not like that into the center. Like, yeah. I, I would rather make something really shitty <laughs> or really, really good. Well, you why know? do you get reckless? Why is that the strategy that happens? Well, let's see. I've been fired... Once okay, so I've quit. I sort of got fired slash quit once. Okay, I got fired. Okay, in my whole life. Yeah. Let's see. I've gotten quit in like semi getting fired. I, I actually no. They wanted me to apologize for something, and I said no, and yeah. then they fired me for what? This was in college. Oh, okay. Uh, nothing really very interesting. Uh, I got fired out here. Similar thing, like I sort of forced my own firing another time. Quit another time. I think I did get fired one other time, though, and I can't remember for what. But yeah, it's been rough. I've never been fired. I've been suspended. I've been, I've had meetings where I've been brought in, but I've never... I never do anything that's a fireable offense. Yeah. Uh, and my strategy, instead of being reckless, is I start to become selfish with my uh, with what I offer. So uh, this most recent thing, after I had been suspended from work, which I'll get into the details of, uh, I started being selfish with the amount of work I'd be willing to put in and not betraying my agreement with the company to work the amount of time that I was supposed to and to do good work during that time. But instead, if they're like, Hey, uh, we need people to work overtime. You know, uh, I would just be like, no, yeah. I would just, you weren't putting in the extra, yeah. the extra. Effort. There was yeah. none of that. Uh, I try to get out of any special projects or any of that stuff. I would avoid them. I, you know, withhold knowledge. Uh, I just I, you get selfish with it, and that's when you can come from a, a strong negotiating position. Is you can say, well, you know, I'm willing to give you these extra things, but I want something in exchange for it. And I early on, we, there was drama at this workplace. One of the kind of I think initiators of their bad relationship with me was I got a job offer from another place, and I had no intention of going to that job but I wanted to use the offer to get more money. So I went to them and I said, you know, I want to, I had this job offer for this amount of money. Can you match it or can you give me something like that? And they were upset by that and they just, they tried to argue their way out of doing it. What did they say? Well, the, 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 the classic line was, um, nobody else in your department makes that kind of money. It wouldn't be fair. And I was like, uh, it's not fair that I'm as good as my job and that I am and that I make the same amount of people that aren't as good as my job. Uh, so your, your logic is silly. It, it can be used against you. So they eventually raised my rate to that. And that was kind of the beginning of this, like, yeah. oh, this guy's a problem. So I, I, got, uh, I got suspended at my job for two weeks. How do you know you're better at your job, though, than other people? I just know. I mean, I see the, I see the result uh, you know, the, the the work that I do is we deliver digital content to these platforms. So if there's a rejection, uh, I have 
fewer rejections. I see, I'm just okay. better. I'm so more there's careful. Numbers somewhere in there. Yeah, there's yeah, numbers. Yeah. There's there's statistics I could point to, um, and I just know things. I'm good at knowing rules and and figuring that out. So at my my workplace, they suspended me for two weeks because of this uh, Facebook post that I made where I took a picture of a chalkboard in our break room that had a dumb joke written on it and had been sitting there forever. And I just ca casually tossed off. I was like, oh, this has been written on the wall of our break room. So if you hear I committed a workplace shooting, don't, <laughs> don't let the media claim it was senseless. It's not great, but it's in my, as, we as we've discussed, it was in my internet persona. And it's also obviously a fucking joke. I yeah. Mean, it's like, I mean, come on. Well, it's not even the first workplace shooting joke I've made reference to, yeah, as yeah. Facebook reminded me recently. So they suspended me for two weeks, and the meeting they threatened to call the police on me. Without pay? Yeah, it was two weeks without wow. pay. They threatened to call the police. They Jesus. said we were going to get the police involved, which really infuriated me. They cited uh, the... Um, was the Pulse nightclub shooting, and they cited some other stuff as these things. Yeah, that's just offensive. That's like, treat me like a fucking human here. Yeah, like, you just, know I'm a comedian, you know, like... Well, especially because two of the people in that meeting, in fact, the, the, everyone that was in that meeting knew that I was a comedian because they'd had conversations about me with it. So it was, it was really trumped up charge. And again, I had not been... Uh, disciplined ever in this company no write-ups i never got written up when i worked there ever but you were kind of a uh you were kind of arrogant i wasn't arrogant because arrogance uh kind of presumes that you're a little bit above your station in what you know i was i was 100 percent confident yeah but you were arrogant in the sense you were saying like i'm better than the other people around me. well it's it's not arrogance if it's true. It's just fact. It's still arrogance if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's that. It's that, still that's the thing about arrogance. It's to it, trust me. I've learned. There's still that corporate thing there where like, oh, you you know, you shouldn't think that you're better than other people. You're yeah, no, it's you're like, right. No. You're right. You know, no, I, dude. Hey, I'm fucking with you, but uh, I you were they didn't like you, so they wanted to shit on you anyway. They they were looking for something yeah, to yeah. get me with. See, this is this I get in this exact same situation. They're gonna I'm gonna be humble. Yeah, they want to humble. But instead, what they did it had the opposite effect. It made me angry. Yeah, like motivationally angry too. Yeah. Not to sabotage my work because I I do have a sense of ethics. Like they are paying me to do no, my job. Yeah, yeah. So I never sabotaged work. I didn't get reckless. My skills didn't get. But I just wouldn't go out of my way to help. And I really started aggressively looking for a job in a way that I hadn't before because it was just close to where I lived. So that, you know, that really set me on this path of anger. And the separate issue was that one of the people involved with my suspension is themselves an aspiring stand-up comedian. Um, this is an HR person that's trying to be a comedian. Uh, I don't want to too closely identify who it is, but let's just say that they were involved with suspending me but, so, but they aren't hr i mean i'm not saying they're not uh, hr people are truly the i don't want to say scum of the earth but they are have you met a lot of hr people in yeah. your life they're all the same they're yeah. all very similar and yeah. they have this weird dissociativeness to them like they're kind of soci like i always feel like they're a little bit sociopathic yeah like well, they're like really nice but you can there's like a deadness in their eyes yeah. you know what i mean wait because I think they have this power in their hands all the time. And they, they kind of get off on... I So I got fired from this place, uh, big ad agency. When I was... One of my first jobs in LA was 
working at this major ad agency in business affairs because yeah. I went to law school and this is something creative people who went to law school sometimes do is work in business affairs, which is contracts. Yeah. It's the worst. For somebody like me who wants to be doing the creating, it's the worst job ever because yeah. it's like creating, creating, creating all this great shit happening and then it's like fill out this fucking yeah. form, you know? You made the form. Yeah, it was terrible for me. Um, and I got fired from there. Um, similar thing, like... I had a law degree and I was in the business affairs department. I was the only guy. It was 12 women. One, so there was one gay guy, 12 women and me. And I was the only one with a law degree. Yeah. <laughs> so it was immediately a situation of tension, you know, because it was like, okay, who the fuck do you think you are? And the thing is, I did know more about contracts and all of them because I had gone to fucking right. law school. So... Uh, I had this this one boss woman came in and, and started making these like big mistakes and I would kind of call her out on them. And so she started trying to get after me no matter yeah. what. Um, and this HR woman who I like used to have so many conversations with, like really friendly, like talk about her oh, dog yeah. all uh -huh. the time. Like she was so friendly, so friendly. They're the enemy. Yeah. And uh, so I did this thing where I was trying to help my friend get credit for a design that he made in his free time. Yeah. And the design that he had made had been used by Jay-Z without asking yeah. for Picasso baby. So I kind of in my free time, kind of in my capacity working at this company went after his people and was like, Hey, can you give credit to this guy? Yeah. Cause I was like, first of all, I'm bored out of my fucking mind. This is fun Two, fuck Jay-Z for stealing this guy's thing. You know? Right. And this company was rah, 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 all supposed to be like, we care about our artists, you know? So I thought, oh, they won't care. So eventually they found out I was doing this, even though I told them and they like, you know, they found some email I sent with grounds to fire me. So like, call me in. I had no idea. Yeah. The total like fucking execution style back of the head. They escorted me out of the building. But before that, uh, the woman who I'd been like, really cool with was the one doing the firing. Yeah. And it was like watching her become herself. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like that, that like blankness behind the eyes disappeared and she just like, there was fury. Yeah. And she was just like, we have to terminate this. And I started like arguing and she was just like pure fury. Like get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. well, and I was like, wow, yeah, you're was... like a demon. <laughs> you're yeah. a literal demon. It... <laughs> The, the, when I got suspended, it was so funny because they both just had this stern parental thing and they handed me a screenshot of oh, the thing. Oh, yeah. Same exact. They, they scrolled the thing yeah. across the table. Yeah, exact same. And I was like, okay, it's obviously a joke. You know, you want me to apologize for what? And, you know, they had edited the picture so it removed all the likes and laugh faces that it had. Oh, you know? So Jesus. it was just that. And I'm like, well, you're, you know, you're stripping the context. Yeah. Even yeah. Obvious on the thing itself and the comment section. Yeah. And I'm a fucking comedian that you, you both know? know and have bothered me about. Yeah. So it was, it was that same. And you're right. It's that like this, ooh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And I'm so mad at this thing that you didn't do at work. And you did on your own Facebook page. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. It. I'm furious about yeah. it. Yeah. It was... Personally furious. Personally furious. So weird. Yeah. And it really pissed... You know, I, I was like, you, you know, I asked them point blank. I was like, have I ever done anything 
here at work to make anyone feel unsafe. And they're like, well, it's not what it's about. I was like, again, I'm asking you. They're like, no, you, there's no incidents. I'm like, okay, just as a reminder, you know, you're suspending me because of this. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's one thing. This is the thing that's frustrating. It's one thing if they come to you and they're like, all right, Charles, you know, man to man, I realize you're kidding. Yes. We got to deal with the bullshit here. We, ha- we have to follow the rules. Yeah. Like, sorry. See you in two weeks. Yeah. But that's not what it is. Yeah. It's like righteous fury. Yes. That's <laughs> what know? was most insulting about yeah. it was that or that they didn't have the balls to just fire me. Yeah. Because at least that would have it would have been wrong headed. But at least it would have been like, OK, they're really serious. They have a zero tolerance. Yeah. Any kind of thing. I'd at least respect that. I'd at least be like, OK, like lesson learned. But it wasn't either of those. I it don't was, think you would have been like lesson learned. Well, <laughs> I would have been still been like I would have been pissed. Yeah. But at least it would have been something I could have respected a little more as a real decision for the safekeeping of the employees. Just to be like, we ain't taking any chances. We, you know, we're just gonna. As soon as something like this happens, we're gonna pull the trigger, so to speak. And you know, the, the way that it panned out was really was really dumb. But yeah, it just, it made me angry. And it also made me angry that they tried to have cordial relationships with me after the fact, you know, I had, and then, oh yeah, then they tried to be buddies with you after they did that. Yeah. And And then it's like, fuck you. And I had the comedian so-called, you know, coming up to me and just pointing out, she goes, oh, I saw you're on a show upcoming with, you know, this person that I know. And I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And I, and I, I had to, I did this in writing. I followed, I used HR protocol, you know, to, against itself. And I had to, I put in writing, I said, you approached me talking about comedy. I do not want to have conversations with comedy, uh, about comedy with you. Please do not approach me with this topic again. Uh, I was so infuriated by the whole thing. The whole thing is bananas. Like they they just turned a good employee against them, yeah, for no reason other than personal pride, which they deny. They say, you know, oh, it's what the lawyer recommended, and blah blah blah. But I'm like, you know, there's no law that says that you have to do this. So yeah, you know, you know, I'm not going to shoot anybody. Yeah, and to involve the calling the police, especially because I was a victim of a violent crime. I got mugged. Well, I still worked there. I was mugged during that time. And my dad died around the same time. So it's like, you know, what do you th- who do you think I am? Yeah. Some kind of murdering lunatic? Well, I mean, you do have a certain quiet disposition to <laughs> you that is a little serial killer-ish. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. Before. If you're a comedian and they know you're a comedian and you got a bunch of likes... I mean, like, this is a thing, right? Yeah. If you're an Islamic terrorist or a white, right-wing, white lunatic, yeah. and you're putting manifestos on the internet, yeah. you don't have a bunch of people, like, smiley face, yeah. like, laughing oh, at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, the, the Arabic writing underneath <laughs> yeah. is, is definitely, he's appreciating yeah. the joke. Yeah. He's not making threats. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so. One of the things I have to decide with the comedian is, you know, how aggressive I'm going to be in keeping the comedian from performing. No, leave her a fucking alone. That's what other bro. people have told yeah, me. Come on, no, don't. What a kind-hearted soul you are. No, it's not kind-hearted. It's don't get into that. 
that shit. I mean, you know, don't uh, help her out, of, yeah, course, of course, you know, but I wouldn't, tr- don't try and... Look at Isaac playing on the, on, the side of, on the side of niceness. I've it's been... not on the side of niceness. It's in the side of like, Charles, you're not fucking Harvey Weinstein. No, it's you not. Know? It's <laughs> not even. It's not. I don't want people to think that I think that I'm some kind of. Yeah. Like, what are you powerful do? figure? But I'm talking about just because this is what's going to annoy me. If I have to go to if I'm on a show, let's say, and this person is also on the show, I have to share a stage with somebody that, you know, for better, or for worse, for whatever reasons was involved in trying to censor me. And this is a person that, you know, I have to stand by and allow to do the thing that... Well, what choice do you have? What would you do? I would just say to the person that booked the show, get this person out of here. Don't put them... Do you really have that level of authority where they would listen to you? uh, Yes. With certain things, I could get that done. Certain things. Yeah. Uh, listen, if... I just don't think you want to start flexing like that yet. You know, you're not powerful enough to really start flexing that muscle. And once you start doing that type of shit, you know, you're using up your credits. You know, like... And then you're being worse than them in a way. You know what I mean? Like, if they're yeah, an asshole... Yeah, it's not very ma- magnanimous. That's no, true. No, hey, look, if they're an asshole, tell the story yeah. of them being an asshole. Make fun of them. Tell people what they did. But don't try and strong arm them off the stage. Like that's a little, uh, <laughs> that's just a little insane. Yeah. I think. I mean, unless, you know, unless you're a Hollywood power player and you can do shit like that. But I don't think you're quite at the level no, where I don't, you can. I think, you know? I think that you're misinterpreting. I'm not claiming that, you know, if I call up the comedy store and I'm like, listen. It's not the guy. <laughs> you know, it's not the case. But yeah. if, if we're in, a, you know, if we're in circumstances where, you know, I'm seeing this person get uh, booked onto sh- shows that friends of mine run or acquaintances of mine. You know, it's it's going to be very difficult for me. I would just be. Like, I, oh, I I hear what you're it? saying, but I would uh, wait for the time to exact revenge no in the perfect way. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, clearly, look. If this person is really the kind of person that did this, yeah, and they're also trying to be a comedian, yeah. I mean, clearly. Yeah, it's, they it's, got to figure their shit out. Like, yeah. like clearly, they're not a consistent, level-headed human being, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't have any chance. Uh, yes, I'm sure that's the case. So, so, all right. Well, maybe you've sw- maybe you've swayed me. Yeah, the, I just the forces I would of darkness. Wait. You know, I would wait, bide your time, and then when the time is really good to like give them a coup de grace, then do it. <laughs> you know, that's even more devious. Yeah, just it's let more them devious. think everything's okay. Do it in a stylish way. Okay. You know, don't do it in a in brute a, force in a brute force way. Yeah, all right, that's yeah. sensible. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so the the long saga is complete. Uh, you know, six months of of kind of working and very strange. Circumstances. So how long have you been at the company? Uh, In February, it would have been four years. Oh, damn. Wow. Really long time. Yeah. Also part of my frustrations. Like you guys know me well enough to know that this is not real. This is silly. It'd be one thing if I just started there and they were like, listen, you know, you're coming in here and saying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't know you. For somebody that I know, I've been working there long enough to, to, for them to know better. So my fear is that my, 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 inability to function well in corporate environment. Well, not inability to function well, but inability to play the game is just going to plague me because I'm just going to another corporate environment. Yeah, and they're all terrible, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's like... 
yeah, corporate environments are, you know, there's good people in them. It's just they're set up in, in a way that's sort of destined for, uh, you know. It would be really cool to work at like a place, you know, it would have been great to work at, you know, early Apple or something, you know, like places that really are actually, you know, like doing amazing, incredible yeah. things and seeing what that's like, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, a it's, I don't think I've ever worked anywhere that wasn't severely dysfunctional in one way or another. Well, is that something about you then? I mean, if you run in assholes all day. Yeah, that's, you know, that's my question is, am I just not fit to work within an organization? I think that you're very arrogant, as I just said. <laughs> and I think that you like know how to do things better than other people. And you're, no, you're, you're more dedicated and you actually... You know, you have the ability to actually do things, yeah. you know, whereas I think most people don't have that ability and you know that, you know, that said, I mean, yeah, it's unnatural, man. I mean, these environments are not natural. They're unnatural circumstances. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I don't blame you for hating them. Yeah. The, I, I, I'm trying to think of the, the open office is what really pushed me to the edge of like, would I have been as mad and angry if I didn't work in an open office? Yeah, yeah, there's that shit, too. I know. I, I feel like we should definitely go back to fucking cubicles. offices. Not, yeah. not even cubicles. Like, literally. At like least cubicles. An, at least cubicles. Have an office. Yeah. yeah. I work in an open office now, and it's it it's fine, but it's like this whole idea that it helps creativity. I'm no. not sure that that's, that's Well, true. especially if your job isn't collaborative. Like, if you don't need... Like, if you're building something with a group of people then yeah you need that but if you're all sitting at your computers i think it's better i mean my job's completely collaborative but i think it would be so much better if we could go in our little holes yes and then come out and say hey like let's uh let's talk about it now you know instead of being like we're all together you have in open office you have constant access people can access you all the time and you can't ever sit down and concentrate. Yeah. Like when you have an office, you can close your door and say, I'm working on something for the next two hours. Yeah. Don't you know, bother me. I'll don't be with me. you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing, unless there's something, some job function you have that, you know, can't wait. But yeah, this, this idea that what here's, here's the beauty of corporations is they, they trick, they gaslight you into thinking that there's a thing that they're doing for your benefit. But what it actually is, is for theirs. Open office, oh, it increases collaboration, creativity. What it actually is, is it's cheaper. If you build an open office, (laughs) it's cheaper, right? If a company provides snacks, oh, we have snacks and we have goodies and a soda machine. Uh, It's ostensibly for you, but what it is, is it keeps you working in the office instead of going outside. That's the whole, this, uh, this agency I worked for was like the Google of ad agencies. Yeah. And it was, you know, beer tap in the corner. These incredible, man, with these, we had these like events that were lavish, (laughs) lavish events at all times, you know? And it was like, people did stayed there 12, 13 hours a day because it was like, oh, hey, I have no other life. Might as well hang out in this cool place. Oh, there's a beanbag chair, you know, like, oh, look at the wine. There's the the IPA tap in the corner, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. We have to burn the whole system down. That's what I've... No, because you and I would never be happy. You know, it's That's... like we there's no system until there's one that we are in control of. That, yeah. <laughs> that we're well, going to be happy. To, to find ways that you can just work. And... 
or do your own shit. Yeah. That's honestly, I was the ha- although I was constantly complaining about editors. Yeah. And editors are fucking horrible people to work with in their own right. But it is being a freelancer, if you can make it on that, yeah. is great because you're your own boss. Work should be tied 100%, and I think you would thrive in this environment also, to production. Yes. It should be you get the thing done yeah. or you don't. Yeah. It works or it doesn't work. Yep. And the great thing about writing freelance articles is that's it. Yeah. It's like either you deliver the thing on time, you make the edits on time, and then either people respond to the piece or they don't. Yep. Or that's it. You know, there's no, that's all that matters, you know? Whereas once you get in these other environments, it's just, yeah, there's just fat in the system and it becomes, how nice were you to this person? Oh, did you say the wrong thing? I don't want to be evaluated on my enthusiasm on a five point scale. There's nothing more irrelevant to, to work. Yeah. One, it's, it's like, okay, you're a team player. Like this is a, this is an army and where you got to fall in line to like work with the army. But it's like, you know what? It's really not yeah. actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not that, you know, we're not running massive operations. Yeah. 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 We're, we're making commercials here. You know, yeah. it's not that fucking crazy. Yeah. It's gross. Ugh. Well, new chapter. So well, uh, look great, forward now. to me getting fired or suspended yeah. <laughs> from the next place uh, in the next six months. Yeah. Cause I'm just getting crankier. I'm not getting more easy to work with. Yeah. I'm getting worse. Well, but you'll just keep growing and get, can you expand to a next higher position? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, but uh, what's I, your title? Um, my new title. Well, that would give away where I'm going to work. So really? Yeah. It's, eh, I just want to keep, what was your old title? Um, that would also give away where I'm going to work. It's like the same, it's the same title basically. Like, but again, I don't care about title. Right. I care about money. No, I know, but I'm just and, wondering what you're called. Yeah. It's like digital media, something, something. Yeah. All right. Digital media. Uh, um, yeah. Mediatrician. Mediatrician. No, dude. So how long do I have until I'm supposedly end of January, end of January or February, January. I Are listened, you sure? I checked last night. End of January. End of January before I'm gone. Yeah. I talked to Vidal last night. Did you? I was like, I was like, dude, what are you gonna say if you're wrong? And he was like, I'm right. Like he was like, he was like, I'm never wrong. I was like, fuck. The countdown. Yeah. He said end of November to end of January was the the window of time when I'm right in the fucking I'm right in the danger zone right now, man. <laughs> That's not good. Very excited. I told you I'd start believing in tarot as soon as that happened. I'd be like, Ugh. all right. I'll have fun, to get my tarot read. The crazy thing is, is that it's like, it could it could actually happen. It's not like that far away yeah. out of the realm of possibility. Not because I'm doing anything wrong, but just because, you know, we're in So a the question spot. is, did he incept you with, yeah. the, uh, no, with the idea? No, because I haven't been doing, that. like, there's no problem. Like, I haven't been doing anything wrong, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. I'm going to track this with great interest. Oh, God. Can't wait. 